So let me tell you, man. The last couple of years, we've had this thing, you know, where people are like, the South will rise again. Like, people are holding on to their love for the South and whatnot. Let me tell you, the South makes you weak. The reason that we will never conquer Russia is the tundra. The reason the three times America tried to invade Canada, we didn't, well, we didn't make it past the tree line. But then also, they just retreated north. Yeah. The South makes you fucking weak since 2014 i've lived in florida and virginia and i'll tell you what man i'm so fucking cold up here i'm so oh. fucking cold it's like my nips are just <laughs> like it's, my, it's cold it up like, there it feels like every one of my pores is buttoned up tighter than it takes ass you live in fucking maine i do in the worst it's like it's not even like maine maine it's like the border of maine and new hampshire and new hampshire is cold too but they have a dope ass state motto so it's kind of like you know maybe your blood gets going when you hear live free or die but jesus jumped up christ is it fucking frigid up here so anyway welcome to the liberty risk podcast i'm billy and i'm hugh and i'm rich not meg you're such a dick <laughs> sorry meg we know you're watching but we had no control over that Meg's not watching i think she's training this week I think she's so, training uh, her new job, her job, to soft her job. So you had your, you started. Uh, speaking of jobs, you started your new job this week. That a boy. I did. I did. I'm. I'm super excited. I started my. I started my first career. It's my first career. It's the first thing I've ever done that's not a job. It's a fucking career at the shipyard here in Maine. Um, I'll be an electrician here in a few years after some education and hands-on training and whatnot. But it's, so this it's, week and last week have been like in dock and welcome aboard and you know, your general courses and, and shit like that. So up up there in Maine, for the people who don't know, is where they uh, build uh, and work on Navy ships. Boats. Boats. I think subs are boats. Yeah, sorry, boats. That is. Yeah. I think it's is. actually a very clear distinction, like submariner versus submariner. <laughs> we just, <laughs> just pissed off half the audience. That's great. No, it's fun, it's fun, it's funny when you you think of places like Maine, you don't think that the Navy is going to be um, such an entity up up uh, that far in no, the north. You're northeast. right. And like, if you just if you Google the shipyard, you look at the shipyard, and then you don't really realize until like a couple times into seeing it that the other half of the photo you're not looking at is the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. No, no mountains, no, no islands. There's no fucking channels, no rivers. Right there, Key yep. Atlantic. Right you there. Know, you know what I think of when I think of Maine? Nothing, because I don't think of Maine. It's so uh, cold. It's all so the cold. time. You know, it's not even like cold enough for the people who live here to really be worried. Submariner versus submariner. Hey, yeah. Meg. Hey, it's twenty-seven degrees right now. Last night it was fourteen and felt like two, but the locals are like, Bleh. "Yeah, how insul how insulated is your uh, your your homeless shack that you're oh, living in?" It's actually uh, not. So <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I went up to um I went up to Camping World this weekend. I bought a forty gallon uh propane tank and a splitter, so I have sixty <laughs> gallons of propane sitting out in the front of me. Uh, which, but I got this little space heater thing too. So the cabin heat runs for, you know, once every hour or so. And then this reg the heater turns on and off every five minutes. So it's not overheating. So it keeps the temperature at a nice, like 70 degrees, which is hot if you're in the South and it's been like 63 for a few days, but now I'm like, Jesus, fuck, it's hot. I should turn this off. And then I 
click it off for a second. And then very quickly, I was like, oh, mistakes were made. Yeah. No, but it's it's been a lot of fun. I've been, you know, I've been trying to get back up here for like seven years, man. I've been applied to this job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I got, I got them diamond cutters. I'm yeah, smuggling race over here. Uh, I've been trying to get back up here since I moved to Florida. And I know that I'm, I know this time the only reason I got hired is I am a, um, uh, I'm a quota hire because I finally put in disabled and veteran. So I know when I got that phone call, <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, I got another one. All the federal government get some of that tax write off. That's right. Let's check wow. that box. Honestly, the only way I could have been a, the only other thing that could have made me a more perfect hire is if I was a non-gender identifying person of color. And I think I would, I could have just walked into any office, I think, and, and been a supervisor. Oh, you just really narrowed that fucking spectrum <laughs> down. Well, I'm trying to find a way to at least mention that transgender people are now going to be allowed in the military without speculating the length of time this process is going to take. Yeah. Now that we've done that, it's time to move on. Yeah, exactly. That's the extent to what I want to fucking... Why is my thing going up over here? My fuck. Did you hey, rub it? Jimmy. <laughs> oh, I, t- I texted Pete. Pete listens to metal. I texted him because of our guest tonight. I said, hey, man, you should listen to tonight's show. We have a guest I think you like. You can win a free T-shirt and rub it in uh, all the other J.O.'s faces. Yes. Well, speaking of our guests, um, my, my good buddy Chris Pervelis um, <clears throat> and uh, his as, uh, one of his bandmates, Chris McCarthy, are going to be joining us here in a second from the group uh, Internal Bleeding, which you'll be able to find them on uh, all the social media outlets, uh, including Spotify, yeah. um, to listen to their music. So, um, yeah, let's go that's ahead and bring it really, That's putting it really lightly because Rich didn't just be like, oh, there's going to be a band here tonight. Rich reverted to what it must have been like when they told you if you don't pass our class, you're not graduating high school. And all of a sudden, <laughs> started researching very deeply the band and its members and its history tonight, didn't you? Yeah, he was like he was like an old fucking uh, what what was it a uh, Rolling like Stone a intense uh, fucking investigative listen, journalist. Listen, well, listen, let me defend no, myself. Let me defend myself. Oh, wait, no. listen, hang on, hang on. I have yeah, managed yeah, heavy fuck. metal bands. I have I've been a part of that scene, and I know these guys. They go into these interviews. They get asked the same damn questions over and over and over. What does internal bleeding mean? When did your band start? Tell us what your favorite album is. I didn't want to ask that shit. I want to ask them legit shit. So I looked them up. I watched their interviews, saw what they've already been asked. And I'm going to kill it. I ask any of those questions. I'm glad you mentioned that. I will not ask any of those. Don't right, ask cool. Let me, favorite um, song. Let me throw away my fucking questions. God damn it. <laughs> Billy, you right, had a question? Rich, your show tonight. Here, look pretty. All right, let me bring him in. Let me bring him in, you fucking clowns. Uh, welcome aboard, left Chris and right Chris. <laughs> left Chris and right Chris. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, oh, fellas? Will you please Thanks. tell them that you get tired of those same questions? Um. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, any sort of time that I can like be on any sort of platform, it really it's a, a stroke of my ego, so I don't really care what you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> just stroke my well, it's been, it's been fun, guys. I'll uh, catch you guys later. <laughs> you know, I've been doing. I've been answering. I've been answering the like the standard format questions for thirty years, and it does get a little uh, tired. You ever, you ever do it like one after the other, like in the same day or the same weekend? You know what? Back in the day, back in the day when when um, 
back in the day when like record labels had money and you actually did record releases and you did what was called like a media day. Yeah, where yeah. I would literally sit in front of a telephone all day and do interviews and it'd be the same things over and over again. Then it gets exhausting. But yeah. now it's, it's, it's much more sporadic and, and the world is a lot more opened up. So like when people from, from Malaysia interview us, they ask the, ba they ask the basic questions and that's all cool because a lot of, you know, there might not be a lot of Malaysians who know the, you know, the mundanities of, of the band, you know? The, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You can't, you ever, you ever been on the phone and just had like a shit day and someone's asking you this, a question you've already answered nine times and just be like, call Rolling Stone. I'm tired. No, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I've never, I've, I've never done that. I've always kept, I've always kept um, pretty much my emotions in check and always tried to be enthusiastic. Um, you know, people want to know about yeah. our band. I should be, um, you know, I'm pretty fucking yeah. lucky. I think both of us could say we're pretty fucking lucky that we get to run around the world with our stupid guitars. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty incredible. People were like, ah, you're never going to make it. Or when are you going to get a real job? Or when are you going to grow up? And you're over here like, hey, man, how's that steel mill working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, don't, sure, I, don't think, I don't think people realize internal bleeding is, is a huge name just in the the heavy metal death metal scene and they you i mean i i had heard of you guys long before i even met billy so uh you guys are a really big name so to have you guys here uh, i'm not gonna lie i'm nerding a little i'm nerding out a little bit uh yeah. thank you uh but you yeah, your it's, back. yeah oh <laughs> here's a Smooth whiskey. And so, yeah, so uh, <laughs> in, in other words, he just told you you went from six to midnight really quick. No, hey, yeah, man. Yeah. So I think it's, it's really neat you guys are here. So thanks. So you you guys actually created a subgenre of death metal. He did. Well, yeah, Chris. <laughs> what? So that which is slam. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. So which that's pretty that's, that's pretty fucking metal. It's an offshoot of New York hardcore. It's kind of like a mix of both with a little bit of you know, New York hip hop fucking based, you know, grooves in there and just kinda, yeah, you know what happened when we first when we when when we first came out, most bands back then were playing just like ultra fast, you know, just grinding on mindlessly. Da -da 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 -da. And we we were like, you know, we're like hip hop boys, and we're like, why don't we make some sick beats that shit that are you know you just want to beat the shit out of people listening to. It's fucking you know? great. That's why yeah. every vet should be listening to this. And, 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 right. and, 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 and put on that put on that new band. We're doing a hit tonight. There, there it is. That's the one. That's right. the one. Yeah. Right. It's all about, you know, it's all about the groove and the and the and the and the I don't want to say bounciness, but you know, it's yeah, you know, yeah, get you all, up, our get you songs, all our songs, even the fast parts, your head goes like this all the time because it's always groovy all the time, and that's our trademark, you know, and a million bands have copied it but i don't think anybody can reproduce exactly what we do and our original drummer billy tolly he coined the term slam yeah. back in the 90s yeah. back in 92 and they i mean there's even flyers and t-shirts with it on it that you can date back to that point that you know ib's been using that term before it was even referred to as a subgenre. and then other bands came along uh like devourment and uh deeds of, uh, not exactly deeds of flesh yeah. but like uh dehumanized and Bands like that came and kind of like expanded upon that sound and like took the groovy part. And uh, then bands from that next era, like uh, my original band Without Remorse, and then bands like Revenants and bands like Waking the Cadaver, 
And then that turned into whatever the hell happened today with like Thyotis murder and ingested and bands like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I, that's, I like I like that Revolver explains Slam like this. Death metal guitars, uh, hardcore breakdowns, right. and hip-hop infected vocals. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, yeah, it really yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. You, you sit there and listen to you guys' music, whether it's back when it first started to, to your most recent album, and you're just – you find yourself just bouncing because it just really is – I mean, it's got that hip-hop feel to it. Right. Def, and, and- definitely New York. And when we write lyrics, we write lyrics more as I would say hip hop people, right? You know, our hip-hop phrasing people. That's how that's how in touch with the streets we. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean, hip hop people. But yeah, I don't know. Wow. You know I put that on a t-shirt. You know, the songs aren't about fucking dragons and swords and fucking you know monsters. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You had you now subway and fucking you know. You had like a whole album. You guys tend to have a, a not a thematic. Uh, since every album, but it seems like every album has a, a very real psychological, uh, mental approach to life as opposed to I live in this fairy fantasy world. Like, oh, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, but like, you guys really attack that psychological side. Yeah, of things. you're not gonna see no IB albums with like, you know, like, you know, winged serpent demons on the cover or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, we just try to keep it real with the shit that. Is going on. The last album cover is kind of just a, you know, front page of the news summed up, you know, every right. day, different fucking right. awful fucking thing happening in the world that we decided to write a song about, you know, I mean, there's songs about drugs, there's songs about war, there's songs about revenge, there's songs about losing our drama. collapse of government, there's songs about, of course, Billy passing away in an in a accident, you know, uh, fighting a fire in 2017, but, you know, there's no songs about fucking, you know, vampires or fucking, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's not our thing. Yeah, I when I, I managed a band in Charleston when I was uh, living there, and their main song was "Peter Pan Must Die," and I literally I asked him one day, I was like, "What is this all about?" And it was all about like this fantasy world. I was like, "Why can't you just write something about real life? Why can't you do that?" And and he had no answer. Well, yeah, because he was coked out. So there you go. There's a, there's a place for some of that. You yeah, know, I mean, I like so. uh, you know. Dio, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and shit, but you're not, you're not going to hear from us, man. And definitely bands that are, you know, New York hardcore influence. It's just not really how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dio can pull so, up dragons anyway. Though, I mean, too, so. Right. Right. And, and we worship the ground he walks on when he does it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that really stood out to me and I'm, Hugh, I know I'm dominating. I don't care. You do um, you do. I'm here for you, boo boo. You carry on. with right, so one of the things that really stands out, especially from you, Chris, uh, on the our left, uh, left, Chris, left, Chris uh, is your guitar solos are very crisp, very uh, like southern rock crisp. Um, was that something you intentionally do, or do you do you just not over distort? Uh, uh, that's you know what that's a good question. I wouldn't. I would never say. I guess the Southern, I, I would say any kind of, if you're thinking Southern rock, I'm thinking that, well, no, on the solos, there's not a lot of distortion. There's just enough. Right. You know, but it's, uh, my solos tend to be generally blues-based, which is a lot of Southern rock is blues-based, you know? It gives me chills to hear it. It gives me chills to hear it, but it's true. What? 
I hate when people go like, yeah, they're kind of bluesy. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, but they are bluesy. I know. <laughs> but that's not sound based. I mean, you're really, you're channeling Tony Iommi and some of those fucking right. songs. You know what I right. mean? Like, we don't really put, and there's one solo over the fucking fast part in um, Final Justice. That's thing. shreddy. It's pretty metal and shreddy. Yeah. The good ones yes. that you remember, remember, remember in your head mm -hmm. are over like those like Black Sabbathy parts that we have. And you right. really accentuate on that. You really do a good nice job with it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my, that's, like I, I believe a solo should take a song somewhere and tell a story, you know. And I think playing a million notes doesn't tell a story. Right. A, a great bend tells a story. Uh, a great melody tells a story, like the the melody put on the new demo. Right. That we have. Simple as hell solo, but like it will just kind of work. It's beautiful, and you know. And you those are the, it, like, right. Fifty thousand people can go. Whoa, kind of at the end of it. That's kind of what I want, you know. You know. Yeah. Right. So, so um. But thank you. I appreciate that. It stands out in the death metal world for sure because yeah. nobody's doing nobody's doing like bluesy, clean, non-shreddy solos. So right, um, they're just trying to see how fast they can go and right, right. How many times well, they I can. can do that? I mean, we have one song right. final justice where I shred like crazy, but it's like it's not. It's cool, but it's eh. It's you know, taxing. It's, it's, I think it's, it's taxing on the listener. Point, at some point, you're just you're just following a formula. You're just following a formula. If you're not changing your music, if you're not exploring, if you're not branching out and trying new things, yep. doing the same thing over and over, changing the words, maybe swapping a chorus here for, a, right, you know, a shred here or whatever, you know, mixing it back and forth. But you're doing your same stuff. You're not. You're not right. trying. There's certain key elements that have, have to, to be on every internal bleeding album. But there is a. I mean, if you listen, if anybody out there has actually listened to Ivy, every album is different. I mean, also. Doesn't hurt that it's different dudes performing the songs on every album besides you. But the mood is different. But there are different feels to every album, and that's sort of on purpose, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We actually we got a question. We got a question from yeah. From Ma Max. Max's question is really good. Knowing that your songs are about uh, real things that actually happen, what is the what is the emotionally hardest song for you to play? Oh well, I mean, so that is a good question. There are two songs on the last album that are about Bill Tolly. Um, I don't think we play either of them. No, live, we don't play so. Supreme Sacrifice. Supreme live. Sacrifice is the song, and then Unreality is another song that's sort of about him lyrically. Yeah, we don't actually play those live. Those never made our way into the set. But when we play the song Final Justice, that's the that's kind of fucked up to me because that's the last one we finished with him. And we did the the video for that song came out a day after he passed away. Somehow it was oh it was shit. Yeah, like yeah. like crazy most surreal timing and stuff like that to like try and celebrate this video in this weird time and we like kind of used it because we we're like fuck it this is like it's a tribute to him yeah, yeah. Did, you know uh, <clears throat> that song's kind of fucked up yeah we we play it it'll always be in our uh that song will always be in our set we're to, play that forever. yeah to honor billy um yeah who was my best friend you know and um that was just that was a horrible 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 period. Oh my god! It Almost was... indescribable, dude. Pretty surreal and like pretty much the most terrible thing that I could ever imagine happening. And I remember, I remember it's so fucked up. I I was on the phone with Bill minutes before he actually died because I was. He used to call me from his firehouse every morning, and we bullshit, you know. And we were talking about the video. I can't wait to release the video. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. People are gonna love it. And we talked for a while, and then I called him back in the afternoon, and he wasn't answering his phone. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I got the phone call, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God, I was calling him. He was When I was calling him, his phone was probably ringing while he was, like, on the pavement, you know? Jesus. Just, to think about that is, like, 
I can't sleep at night when I think about stuff. I haven't talked about that in two years, but it was just so that, yeah, Meg, that would be uh, for both of us, I think, the most emotional. Yeah, that's a fucked up one to play. Yeah, but we do it. And you I'm know? sure some of the ones, I'm sure some of the other older songs that you remember writing yeah. with them are fucking, yeah. you know. There's one certain part that they call that um, is on our last album, uh, Corrupting Influence. The song is called Surrounded from the Inside. And I remember the last time I ever hung out with him pretty much one-on-one in a musical setting was I went to his house because we couldn't get that transition. Right, right. I remember that. But I was like, one day I was like, dude, I got out of work early. I'm coming over. You're learning that fucking part. <laughs> we, it took us fucking forever, but we got it. Now, when I get up to that part, I'll always remember him, you know, no matter who's playing drums for it or if I'm listening to it in the car. You know, it's just like that part will always kind of fuck me up, too. But I mean, it is what it is, man. And he would have obviously wanted us to keep doing this shit. And, you know, we just kind of we, we just kind of deal with the feelings day to day as they come. You know, some days. Yeah. It's- easier than others some days i'm just like yeah absolutely it actually blows my mind some days and i'm like holy fuck did that really happen you know it's crazy dude oh yeah we've all been well, oh we've all God, been there surreal. the night the night that it happened what was really surreal was the night that it happened were you on the back deck when the news so, came and all that stuff yeah of course the news vans were lined up in front of my house so what, what fire channel, four four news, channel seven news cbs nbc all these fucking news outlets they like rushed to my house and I can't believe I submitted. Ah, that's gotta be the worst feeling. It was terrible. I cried in every interview. It was horrible, but I figured it had to be done because somebody needed to honor, you know, Billy needed to be honored. And that was, I guess my way, all of our way, we were all there, you know, it was just, Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I, I did news 12, I think. Yeah, you did news 12. Of course they didn't send the hot reporter for mine. This is the, yeah, punk bitches. Yeah, <laughs> they sent the the fucking almost retired fat dude to my house. Some bitch. Like, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I was grieving. The least you could do is send me somebody to help out. Come on. Yeah, exactly. so it was pretty. It was. I mean, it's surreal time, dude. Almost indescribable, like I said. And uh, damn, very strange, man. Very fucking strange time. And uh, you know, we're still really we're really close with his mom, and we're really close with his brother, who has um, who runs <clears throat> Fires and Drums Foundation. He does. Uh, a lot of uh, charity stuff for first responder families and stuff. So that's really cool that he was able to make something really cool out of it. Yeah, something positive to come out of it. And well, that's you guys good. just you guys just had a concert on mm-hmm. online, a live concert. So right. it was virtual only on January second. Right. And some of the proceeds for that went to fire and drugs, right? Uh no, the proceeds from that. Didn't go to fire and drums, but we advertised fire and drums. Drums, and, okay. And, right. uh, in and honor and, of Bill. In honor of Bill. In honor of Bill, and and asked people to donate and stuff like that. So, um, and they did because I saw a lot of people the next couple of days were posting on on our Facebook page that they bought a Bill Tolly fire and drum shirt. So um, that all that stuff goes to help, um, you know, Bobby's charity. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta cut that. So tell, tell us about doing a virtual concert. Yeah, because I, I, I watched it. I watched it. Do you do you play this when you're done? Do they cut to commercial while you guys make adjustments? You watched it? I, I haven't really watched it. I watched it. I can ask. He watched it. Um it was strange, man. It I wanted my kids to shut the fuck up so I could listen. Um, you know, uh we're not. We're we're kind of used to not having too much um, applause at the end of the song, so it wasn't it wasn't too different. 
But no, it was kind of strange. It was cool. Um, we had a good time. We really we we played hard. Like it was it was like a music video that we had to play at full speed with no edits. You know what I mean? Right. It, it was pretty. Yeah. yeah, you guys were. Uh... You're like it, it's like a fuck it. We'll do it live and because because we have to. Yeah, we just went with it, man, and uh, it was awesome. It sounded fucking great. Performance of our careers, but it was nice to get with the guys, and like it seemed like a lot of our true fans were able to fucking uh, tune in and uh, enjoy. It. it was pretty good, man. It was pretty sick. The, the guys. Best- the best live. part was watching watching the chat room that was in there <laughs> for the show. The shit that the fans were saying. I was, only saw a couple of comments like, "I just kicked the baby." That yeah, was like, like <laughs> yeah. One guy, that's that was the best one. He was like, "This is the greatest fucking thing. This is the greatest fucking thing to start off 2021." I just kicked the baby across the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I heard the um. I heard the uh, I heard the um, what is it called? <laughs> I heard that the comments were awesome. I mean, I can't I can't watch them. I saw a couple like when the when the when the the, the movie was going in the beginning. I saw a lot of people making cool comments, but everybody told me the comments were like hilarious. One late one lady wrote uh she wrote in there. She goes, "I'm so glad I paid for this. I'm so wet right now." <laughs> like oh, <geez>. right. <laughs> We don't get those. We don't get those comments. Yeah, we, the comments we get yeah, like, like really bad. Or, you know, Rich, Rich, if you grew your beard out more properly, we'd probably get a better following. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I don't know why. Oh, man, help us out. <laughs> Jesus, Rich. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Now is the. Uh... <laughs> how, hey, how many? You guys were you supposed to tour last year? Yeah. Oh, 2020. Oh yeah, dude. There was like three big tours canceled, of course. So How many shows? Like 70 shows or something like that canceled. 70, 80 shows probably. Maybe more than that with other stuff that we didn't even have booked yet. Uh, but two 30-day tours and one 10-day. Where were those tours supposed tour. to be at? One was one was in America. One was a US tour. One was a full Europe tour, and then another one was a festival tour in Europe. So it was like Big festival, oh. then a small show, and then a couple small shows to get to the next big festival, and like ten days worth of that kind of stuff in the in the Baltics. Yeah, those, Baltic. Euro- those European festivals are just something else, man. In oh, they're great! Spain. So I, I only watch them on TV. She's from the Balkans. That seems like a kind of place she'd be from. People love right. that crap over there. Now, woman, that did. woman. Got wet. She seems like a Balkans kind of kind of gal. Yeah, would have been a good show. Oh yeah. Now the um, I'm, you guys have a uh, like a a YouTube type uh, podcast like we do, and called Smoke Sesh. Um, right. the the performances you're you're showing right now, like the last few episodes, the beginning, is that from the live stream? Yes, uh, that is from the live okay. stream. That is uh, one of the one of the songs from the darkforces.com live stream. Uh, that song is what song is that? Falling, Falling down. down. That is from yeah. the Jimmy Cotton album. That song is from 1999. If you guys out there on Facebook want to check it out, it's probably archived on our Facebook page. So no, they can still watch the concert too. You're kidding? It's still yeah, up. It's still up. You can watch the whole thing at darkforceslive.com for only 15 bucks if you want. Yeah, uh, but if you want to check out that free song. It's uh, there. It is. If you want to pull it up, it's on. Um, our Facebook page, and uh, last week's episode, I think it starts off right off the bat after the intro. Yeah, it's right after the intro. So, 
I I really am enjoying Smoke Sesh. Uh, I, I've watched the last few episodes. I do have a question um, that I I wanted to ask, um, and this is just from someone who who uh, really caught up on all your videos. You recently changed lead singers. Is this correct? Yes, uh, like a year and a half ago, maybe last October, October two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Because like I was looking at like videos of a of your singer from a little over a year ago to your videos now and i'm like either they got a new lead singer or or their lead singer gained like 50 pounds during covid <laughs> and <laughs> grew a beard right oh. like grew a beard got a tattoo like got really cool all of a sudden and it just, I would, I'm glad that you have a new lead singer because I was really worried. I felt like we need to have an intervention on Meg's podcast for your lead singer if that was the case. No, so. no, yeah, there's the lifestyle. Oh, yeah, that's, yes. that's not Joe Marchese. Joe Marchese did not gain 60 pounds out of nowhere. And, uh, no, uh, Steve replaced Joe. Joe was unable to tour. He knew going forward that uh, uh, family obligations and work stuff, he just wasn't going to be able to tour in 2020. And we had so much stuff lined up that he was like, listen, guys, I'm going to keep holding you fucking back. Call up Steve. We think he's sick. He toured with us with Sacrificial Slaughter a few times. We knew he had the chops. He was like, I think Steve needs the gig. And that was it. Joe bad out gracefully. We got Steve, and we did uh, two shows in England, one show in New York City, and then two shows in Japan, all in the span of a week, was for Steve's first run with us. Now, what's it like when you're going from one lead singer to another? Um, and I guess, really, this is for, for Left Chris, uh, because you're – you are the only original member. So what's it like? I mean, do you have guys lining up to get into to internal bleeding? Or, <laughs> no. <laughs> or, or are you putting out like a Indeed, right? Like what are you doing here? Uh, we usually go with what I guess what you would call it like a known quantity. So we reach out to people that, that um, we think would be good. Like if we need a new singer, we reach out to people and then – if that doesn't work out, then we'll have auditions. But we try to keep it within our network of people that we know and trust. Um, and, you know, with this music that we play, uh, you know, the first time there was a lineup change in the band back in uh, the first major lineup change was, I guess, 97 when we lost our first vocalist. I was like panicked. But now it's like, you know, with, over the span of 30 years, you just have to realize that it's part of the business. I mean, not everybody can, I've carved out my life to be able to do this. I, I own a business. I, I have a good income for my business. I can, I can make money wherever I go in the world. It doesn't matter. I just need my laptop. I know a lot of people can't do that. So finding committed people is going to be tough. And as people age, they're going to age out of the band because they have to grow up. I hate to say it, but you know, I mean, they have to pay bills and they have to do that. So, I mean, it's just part of life and you just get used to it. And I don't know, you know, I, I find it now. I find it great. You know, I, you know, a lineup change brought Chris into the band. It's probably one of the, the best things that's happened to me in years. You know, it's injected all new life into my playing and and our riff writing and our collaboration. So it's always, you know, you, you have to look at it as a new opportunity and not a tragedy. Yeah. And Chris McCarthy also brings a different scream to the, to the oh, group. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That was kind of like not on purpose. So <laughs> I, 
I sing back up or I sing one for the vocals in my other band without remorse, similar dynamic, uh, you know, with a lead singer. And then I kind of do the back and forth stuff a little like hip hoppy style mid range. Uh, and our lead singer in 2013, when I first joined the band uh, was Keith DeVito and we were in Europe and there were just a couple parts. So he was like, Hey, double up on that part with me or, you do that part back and forth with me because there's a lot of syllables in that part. It'd be cool if you filled in on that part. And there were a couple parts that I ended up doing that during that during that tour when I was first uh, in the band. And uh, one night he goes, "Hey, you got free range, kid. You got a sick voice. Do whatever parts. Double me up wherever you want. Help me out, whatever, dude." He's like, "It sounded sick last night." So I did. I did a bunch of stuff. I did a ton of vocals that night. <laughs> After the show, he looks at me backstage. He's like. You did too many vocals. Between that time and the time we went to record our next album, Crumpy Influence, he wasn't in the fucking band no more. So I just ended up like being like, do I do this on CD? Well, we wrote, we wrote, we wrote Final specific. Justice had vocals back and forth in it when Joe Marchese joined the band. He was like, you should just do this on. Right. record now you know we should kind of yeah. change the dynamic a little bit yeah because i'm apparently good at it or whatever they thought you know so we just kind of went with it and now i'm just sort of like the one-third lead singer of internal bleeding somehow <laughs> one-third lead singer i love it yeah I didn't plan on it but it just kind of worked out like that and people seem to like the dynamic some people don't but it is what it is well, well, I, mean, I like it. it it definitely because you had joe who was kind of his vocals were here pitch wise and you just kind of stuck things in on that bottom side, that mid side. So uh, not to get too ne- technical. I apologize, Meg. Billy's uh, <laughs> 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 like, why the fuck did I invite him on this show? No, it's I, fucking perfect. I, I, I love I this. Invited, I, I invited you on because I knew I knew you you knew who they were. So it was like, you know, fucking geek, like, out, geek out session for you too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. it's awesome. So it's funny, like, you know, uh, Chris on the left, um, but it's funny because me and him, me and you know each other through the gaming community. Yeah. So it's both, we're both fucking gaming nerds in the sense, which is one fucking video game. You said that so casually, like no disrespect to left Chris, like Billy, you're so young to have started out on like an MS DOS platform of some kind. And that's where, you know, you, you started meeting people, but saying you met on a gaming platform is not exactly the full range of the truth is it Billy? come on love no, we're on xbox no we're on fucking xbox playing a fucking video oh, game how many you were on match.com i mean seriously. Yeah, yeah, there it is it was match it was match.com and then it was like we were sending like cryptic messages to each other and it got right. really awkward right. and i'm like oh look here's my gamer tag we could talk to each other yeah. and we'll play and games Billy, together you were, you yeah. were like 38 playing this video game yeah, well, I am still thirty-eight. You fuck, but um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm twice his age, about so. Yeah, yep, so like, but you look twice as good. So oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. like, yeah, I like fast food too much, so I just let myself go. And just... <laughs> no, you just went on a gaming platform. Billy, Billy has been telling me forever. He's been playing this game, The Division, for, for years, part of a decade. So it's not that you just yeah. met on the gaming platform. You guys met playing this online game, kicking the shit out of these little Korean boys. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Little nerds that were staying up playing games against their parents' wishes. Yeah, it's uh some of some of the funny shit that's gone on on that game. The game's been out, so it's a Tom Clancy's The Division. If anyone is on Xbox, well, it's on every platform. But if you follow any of the Tom Clancy games, 
I started playing the first one literally when it first came out, which was, I think, 2015? Yeah. 16? Something like that. And then the second one came out in April of 19, and shortly after that, that's when we yeah. hooked up. And it's um, – so in the game, you have, like, a clan, so it's all, your, like, the guys you play with pretty much. And then – um. <laughs> But it's 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 fucking it. This game is just fucking addicting. It's like really bad. Like it's really yeah. really bad to the point where like you're doing adult shit. You know, like you're everyday adult stuff. Like I'm raising kids, making sure they're getting their fucking homework done, doing my work, whatever, taking care of a household. In the back of my head, though, I'm like, fuck, I gotta get on the fucking division sometime today and fucking play because if I don't, it's like a crack addiction. It's yeah. like fucking horrible. Yeah. It's really bad. But no, that's where we. That's where well, you we. Know what? It's uh, not even about. It's not even. You know what? It's, it's so much of it isn't even about playing. I mean, we we play and we 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 try to do well, but it's it's about the comedy that we produce. It's playing. It's really bad, and I wish it it would get so lost in translation on here. But if you, I want I want to find a way to record the shit that gets said on this game, and then to other people that play the game. Like when we have you know newbies come in, and they're like, we've had people like. Uh, did you just say that? Like, did that really just? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I said that I want to fucking fill the streets with blood of a, like you know a fucking virgin village. Like, yes, that's what I fucking said. This is great. You know, like, oh, did you I hear the sound of the see- bullet ripping through his head? It sounded so realistic. I- like, I can see Billy over there, like on his laptop for work, and he's like having a meeting. And in the back of his head, he goes, "If I don't play the division, how is Spank Monkey sixty nine going to know that his mother sucks cocks in hell tonight?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. Billy's like playing games like fuck your mom. Yeah, I'll tell her you said hi. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, tell mom I said hello. I'll be home in twenty minutes. <laughs> Anybody watching, join our clan too, and they they can find out exactly what the comedy is all about. Because <laughs> it's pretty yeah. right. Right, Chris. Do you play this? No, man. I'm not too much of a gamer, dude. I mean, I love like uh, OG, like Sega Genesis and PlayStation One growing oh, up. Oh hell yeah. Then I just recently, like a year or two ago, I bought a PlayStation 4 just for Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. That's the last one you That's played? like the last game I've even bought or played. That is a good game, though. That is a good game. I, I downloaded uh, the Fighter Collection recently just to play that. Yes. <laughs> but it's like stupid. This like our clan, which is what, 35? Yeah. There's about so, 35 of us in there. That's a lot of people. I thought clans like capped out at like 10 or something. No, wow. it's up to 50. But out of you can go God. into the game and track to see like where your clan is ranked. So I'm in I'm in there one day and I scroll. This was a couple of weeks ago. I scroll all the way down to the bottom and it said ninety three thousand four hundred something clans in the world on Xbox. So there was an option that said uh, uh, scroll to your clan. So I clicked L two, and we were ranked two hundred and fifty sixth in the world. And I'm like, that's so pathetic. Wow. Like that's way too much time playing this fucking game. Like that's the sacred savages on twenty four hours a day. Yeah, we have one of the guys in our clan. He literally doesn't log off. Like you can see, he's on twenty four hours a day. Yeah, he's in his mother's basement. I hope he's watching this. Is there a way to compare the actual contribution you've made to the number of children you've made cry? Yeah. Uh, what it is 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 how you can go and see how many people have blocked you. Um, your gamer tag, <laughs> and that's pretty much all the twelve-year-olds you told to go fuck yourself and yeah. tell mom I'll be home for dinner, and uh, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much the way that works. That's the number of times you've been like, call your mom, tell her she did a terrible job raising you. Oh yeah, so, just, 
Can't even so Andrew, Andrew has a good question. Hey, put Andrew's question up there. That's that's a really good question. Chris, what what you drinking? Rose and Co. Irish whiskey. That's Rose. Oh, oh it's Rose. Sorry, Rose. No, and Co. If, you're, if you're from New England, it's Rose and Co. Just like oh. I, up in Maine, it's not vodka; it's vodka. Vodka. Right. There, there, is, there, apparently, <laughs> there are rules that I did not know existed. I was, I was, so, I was so carry on. I was given this as a gift. Yes, uh, last week on our smoke sesh by our guests from the yeah. Heavy Hole Podcast. Oh yeah, nice. You put a number on that. That was only two days ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> now, listen, you're here for a good time, not a long time. So, <laughs> and uh, it's surprisingly smooth. Uh, he told me it's only like twenty eight dollars, thirty dollars max. Um, it's a very smooth, very good whiskey. It has a nice bit of caramel to it um a little bit of spice but it's very smooth it's i, I really like it and folks that's how you pitch to get a whiskey company is it yeah you savages you savage <laughs> <laughs> what is it let me hear it is it is it pecan or pecan is it oh, don't get me started they're don't individual started. pecans but it's, it's pecan it's pecan. it's pecan because it's not pronounced pecock it's peacock <laughs> all right so rich richie's from georgia i understand it's regional i i get it potato vodka but i'm sorry there is a <laughs> <regional>. <laughs> yeah. so there's actually a, a whole, you're right you're right there's no whole reasoning behind it but yeah we'll Whatever you yeah. guys want to use, it doesn't sure. matter. You know what, if, Rich, if, Rich, if the, Rich, if the only thing you have to worry about is how people pronounce that word, you're in a good spot because I, oh, I've, so my brother has lived here for a long time. His family's lived up here for a long time. So, and we watched like the four, the four chan videos where they make fun of people from Maine. And I thought this was just like a gimmick. Apparently I was woefully misled because I'm in my shop listening to these guys telling these stories in this tone and accent that I can only understand. Like, every fifth word and this is how they speak oh. all day like hey hey bob what you this weekend oh yeah have fun hammer down to it Brah! i'm like oh my what what are those words, <laughs> what are those words? <laughs> you, you guys voted with that dialect oh my god <laughs> <laughs> did you know what box you checked <laughs> jesus uh, <laughs> i like the red crayons mommy it's, they're the nicest it's ones like a, it's it's fucking funny because one-on-one -on -one, they talk exactly like me and i wouldn't say that i have a dialect having lived in many different places but another local person gets next to him and the best way that i have it is when your white friend hangs out with a bunch of black people and then they start to talk differently that's what happens when these people meet another local around them just the whole <laughs> way they talk changes and i'm like who are you <laughs> guy, you were just talking to me about electrical theory. What was eleven of those words? You 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 said how many words? Oh my god, I have a lot to learn. I, I, get I, I will say I will say Billy's accent is a little bit more New Yorker today, probably because oh, we yeah, have Chris because, and Chris. because in the green room he, we were talking yeah. to Chris and Chris and you. No, it, it it happens. Like, uh, Billy's up there like Gabagool. Thanks, Ma. I love you. Yeah, yeah. So forget about <laughs> it. Fucking you too. <laughs> No, I mean it's like I my long I, my Long Island accent. Long was, Island. Yeah, Long oh, Island. Man. My Long Island accent. I've lost it, you know, being in the Navy. Lost it. And um it was I I watch old family um you know, old VHS family movies that my mom still 
plays in the, the, the VCR to fucking embarrass yeah. us when we come home for the holidays once a year. She's like, oh, remember when you did this in third grade? I'm like, yeah, every December 24th, you have to fucking remind me. Of course. I <laughs> so, but I heard it was really awkward when I could hear my accent, how it, how my own accent changed from when I was. You, you realized how fucking terrible and atrocious yeah. you sounded before it, you Yeah, did it, it was, it was absolutely horrible. Mine get, mine's getting worse. Yeah, it's over the years, and I don't care. I mean, that's I've how had, old New Yorkers get. I've had some funny, funny incidents at, at like McDonald's or stuff, like when we're on tour or something, and I and I uh, like I'll order a coffee or something, and and the girl would be like, "Can you say that again?" <laughs> oh yeah. Of course, then I get, of course, I get all New York. I'm like. Give me a fucking coffee. Yeah, huh? give me coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and, these, and these like 15-year-old girls are like, they get their all their friends from behind the fry yeah. counter and they're like, can you say it again? Yeah, they're getting they're getting wet for sure. Yeah. Give me a watch coffee and a side of mm -hmm. sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, it's, it's funny. It's funny here New where New I live. York. They love the New York accent. They oh, just yeah? love it. It's great. I wish it was like that where where I live in 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 North Carolina. They fucking hate New Yorkers here. Oh yeah, because you're. Oh, so so it's I was in I was in the gas station and I'm you know I go I'm buy I'm with the kids and they wanted drinks and you know a fucking bag of chips or whatever. So I put it on the counter, and um, the lady asked me. She goes, "Are those your children?" And I went. No, I picked them up outside. <laughs> <laughs> just like just fucking joking around. She goes, "Oh." Bless your heart. And in my head, if my children weren't there, I was like, I want to be like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Like, bless your heart. That's like, yeah, that's bless like, my uh, heart. What, what is that for? It's, or is it, oh, bless your heart. Or it's like, oh, oh, honey. Oh, is it bless your heart and oh, honey or something for like, you fucking moron. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice yeah, way for her to tell me to fuck off while I'm picturing bounce. Bouncing yeah. her head off the countertop. Well, well, <laughs> now we're so lazy in the South. We're just like, bless. Yeah, bless. <laughs> yeah, or hey, bless. hey, hey, Shug. Yeah. I hate that shit. Hey, Shug. Hey, hey, baby. You ever been oh, hit with no. a cinder block, you fucking whore? You, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, the shit they say that they're so passive, at least in New York. That's why That's why Billy gets banned by, but gets blocked by the kids because they're, like, they're like, I fucking shot you. You ever been hit with a cinder block, you little punk bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, at least in New York, when I go, like, when I go back home and someone, you know, it's like, fuck you. No, fuck you. At least I know what I'm getting. Here, they're so <laughs> passive aggressive. It makes me even angrier. And I'm just like, yeah. I am literally planning out in my head how to murder everyone in this town right now. Like, it's just like, yeah. fuck this. But yeah, I, think we'll that, I think we can all agree that nothing is worse than going to Minnesota or Michigan though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the winter is bad. I mean, uh, yeah. like Kansas, and, like those middle States are slightly worse somehow. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that Kansas is all. There's nothing to look at, and they sound like fucking whack jobs. Iowa sucks ass. Nebraska sucks ass. <laughs> sucks ass. Well, well, we know where Eternal Bleeding's not touring this year. So, <laughs> so you guys, I went up to no, Michigan when I was when I was dating this girl. Went up to visit her family, and I I tried so hard not to laugh every time her mother spoke because she's such a sweet woman, but she's from this tiny area in Michigan, the small town. It was like a big deal that a Taco Bell or a Wendy's or Arby's is what it was. She's like, oh, we're getting Arby's. Uh, now it's a, uh, how did she fucking say it? Uh, man, I can't even remember, but I remember I, I was going to pee myself trying not to laugh in the back seat. And my girlfriend, she was like, don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking do it. I'm like, this is what you sound like. This is what you, this is you. I'm going to laugh forever. I'm never going to find this not funny. 
It's fucking so, great. So is is now I know 2021 is a little different. Uh 2020 just sucked. Let's just all admit, especially for you guys in internal time. bleeding. Course, yeah, you yeah. did, but not internal ble- internal bleeding. No, I was so, not here. Tell tell us, do you guys have any tours planned, or what's 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 the future look like? What's twenty twenty one look like? Uh, we, I mean, we're supposed to be doing some of those same festivals that were canceled last year in Europe again, uh, obscene extreme and whatnot. But looks they might be canceled. Who knows? I honestly don't know. So we haven't even got plane tickets yet or anything like that. We just don't know. Uh, there's a festival in uh, Southern Illinois, almost like Tennessee, drivable. Uh, called Full Terror Assault in September that we're supposed to be on the main stage of that I don't know if it's really going to happen or not, but you know, we're hoping we're, we're on it. We're on the flyer. So like, if the, God, it's just, that's just fucking sucks. We've just, just, been, we just been writing tunes and just kind of taking it day by day, man. It's not, um, it's obviously not ideal, but every other band on planet earth is in the same boat. So it's not like it's just us that the world should know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever, find it weird some of the places that you tour to? Pardon? Do you ever find it weird some of the places that hold the concerts for the people that are interested that like really want to hear your music? Like it's you know, sure. yeah, because you, you haven't mentioned Vegas or LA or New York or Seattle, but like Illinois. Yeah, sure. Very strange. I mean, the Midwest obviously does have a big metal scene. And stuff, and some of those are the places that like where they can rent a big ass field for a fucking hundred dollars and get a, a ton of. Six- <laughs> Yes, I was like, yeah, not as easy. Roger fights 120 bucks, the best Western 16 bucks a night. Fuck yeah, let's hold a metal concert here. Oh, wait, we played in a hotel banquet room. Uh, what the red lion in Baltimore? In Baltimore, oh my god, really? Right? So, we're playing this, we're playing this, uh, this show, and I'm taking a break. I go out of the show, I walk, and and there's a convention going on for like. Filipino female doctors. Oh yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm walking through the crowd, waving to them all. <laughs> like what Why the? That's fucking hilarious. Filipino yeah. female doctors. Red Lion like Hotel dentist convention. Is yeah, something like, like Filipino dentists or something like that. <laughs> now who knew that was such a thing? But they have an organization. And it's <laughs> and they get so their, excited about right, we headline their convention. Yeah, they're like internal bleeding. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, they love this. This is going to be a great subject to discuss. Welcome to the Filipino Dental Association of Dentists with special special metal musical guest, Internal Bleeding. Some of them are like, "Eh." I'm like, out of respect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we had a good time. Hey, there's nothing wrong with impacted molars and internal bleeding, you know? So, what's the the number number one best place that you guys have ever. Ever held a show at like that? Uh, really I mean, or done a tour? Eleven out of ten would go craziest back. Craziest show of all time. Biggest show of all time was probably in, in Jakarta, Indonesia. We played like ten thousand rabid psychopaths. What? Uh, oh out. yeah, dude. <laughs> Jakarta. Chris, Chris, uh, yeah, in Jakarta. Um, Chris is understating okay. the word rabid. I mean, it was it, it was literally the most insane insane we didn't even get off we didn't even get off the fucking we got off the airplane and the security guards wanted and the and the and the border patrol and all and the the equivalent of tsa we could have brought in m60s all they wanted to do was take pictures with us and we're like sitting we're like can we please leave the airport because everybody wants to take pictures with us it was the craziest crazy they're all metalheads over there i love it that's pretty fucking awesome though 
It was great. And and what was even better is we played, and then there was a fucking monsoon right after we played. Wow. Torrential. Collapse. Wow. Collapse, collapse the overhangs from the stage and everything. Yeah, I want to say it was during the band. Maybe Walls of Jericho was playing, and it started happening. And they maybe got a few songs in, right? And then I remember they had to stop, and it was terrible. It was terrible. Like I never the, saw rain like that. The, the oh, on the North Carolina, the, the, like the makeshift stage. They were they were pooling up. And one of them, they had to pop, and it fucking fell all over like a light rack, and it shorted out the lights. And I don't know if they got to finish or not. And it killed the vibe of the show for a couple hours. Uh, and then, uh, but that was cool. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. Our set was literally insane. It was like one of those life affirming, like, this is pretty cool. This is kind of what I imagined rock star shit is. <laughs> um, Japan was honestly insane, dude. It was like one of the coolest tours, yeah, successful yeah. wise. I mean, we made a good amount of money. And we just the fans were so appreciative, and the shows were awesome, and the travel, and the uh, experience was just insane. Um, but a good like a good European tour is honestly sick, man. If you get some really sick shows and some sick fans out there that really know their shit, and you sell a lot of T-shirts on a good European tour, is, yeah, yeah, it's fucking sick, man. It's great, and and uh, like you were you were we were talking earlier about like the Baltic states, like when we go to like Romania, Czech Republic, or Czech Republic. Republic. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I can only imagine. It's in it's in fucking the fuck out. There are a bunch of fucking crazy bastards over there anyway, so I'm sure they were just like oh my god, must have been intense. It's fucking insane. It. It's insane, it's incredible. There's some sick places in the states though, man. I mean, like um Chicago's you know, great. Chicago, you're right, Chicago always goes hard. Uh, California's great. LA usually goes Texas. hard, Bay Area usually goes hard, uh Dallas and Houston usually go hard as fuck for us. I can see Dallas, yeah. Dallas. yeah. Dallas is great, man. Dallas is awesome. I think, I think I'm a little surprised at, at, at Texas in general. Oh, no. Those fucking... Oh, no. You know, no. fucking cowboys, man. They'll fucking got the windows down in their pickup truck blasting this shit. Oh, yeah, my they're God. Sick, they're sick down in Texas. When I was stationed down there, that was, you know, fucking metal and, you know, death metal and all that was just, like, the go-to down there. It's crazy. Oh, you, you think... Yeah, no, you really think it's going to be, like, fucking... Ken, you know, as you joke before, Kenny Chesney and fucking all that shit, but no, it's really not. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of good places in the States, and then you have to go through a lot of shit, though, to get through the not shit, but you have to go through a lot of humdrum shows to get to the to the meetings that you like, that, are, that you enjoy, where you have a good time and it's a successful show. Yeah, but we, we make the best of it. I mean, we played, where was that place in Texas that we played where we actually slept in the venue? Odessa, Texas, the worst show of all time. Maybe, maybe we're top three worst shows ever. Yeah, played. that was. <laughs> he said that so fast. He's like, top three worst shows ever. Odessa, Texas. Yeah, so Odessa, we're, like, we're talking. We're talking to the promoter of the show, and we're like, we're like, um, so you know, we're supposed to get sleeping accommodations for the show. He's like, yeah, you can just pull the van in here. We're like, in here. <laughs> <laughs> you say in here, motherfucker. Like, yeah. And well, we all got. We all got. We all got. The whole tour package got. They left the fucking PA on. The tour package got completely liquored up, and we started. And um, like Ryan, our bass player, was DJing, and all these, all these <laughs> adults, all these grown men were all fucking drunk, like slow dancing with each other and fucking playing like the word, playing in sync, and just like throwing furniture around. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking greatest thing ever. 
There was I, like I six, love it. There was literally like six people at the show, we and our the best of it. and our vocalist beat up two of them. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like one drunk guy at the show. He was bothering our bass player, right? Right. He was and in like Ryan's face and giving him the finger, and like Ryan was just kind of going with it because he had both his hands full. He's like, "This fucking guy, do it!" And Steve just kind of came over and kicked the guy on the chest, and the guy fell over. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like he kicked him in the chest. Yeah, that's fucking great. Just like this probably is hard, probably not as hard as that guy kicked that baby. Yeah, <laughs> he's not throwing babies. You know that's fucking good. We played, <laughs> a great show. we played we played a great show before way before Chris was in the band in 1994. We played a, a hockey rink. Um, up in all the way up in a place called Amqui in Canada, way north. Okay. Sold out. You know the whole hockey rink was filled, and it was like almost like a professional size hockey rink. And um, there probably was like seven thousand people there, eight thousand people Holy there. Shit. And um, we played, and they wanted us to do an encore, and we didn't have any more songs, so we played the same exact set again. <laughs> We played two they of the same set. They wouldn't let us off the stage. It was it, that was pretty incredible. The whole floor looked like a toilet bowl because up in uh, up in Canada they do this like big circle pit thing. So like the whole ice skating rink was one giant fucking toilet bowl swirling around. It was oh that fucking circle mosh pit. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, I've wild. seen those. I've seen that on like you know watching videos and stuff. But like Indonesia is the wildest. And I remember before we played, we're like. We traveled all the way here for this. There was nobody. Nobody there. Like nobody. Three hours of flying. Nobody. And there like was... 117 degrees out, like literally maybe 115 on outside, sticky as fuck. And there was just like maybe a couple dozen people scattered in this big ass field, big ass, real ass Metallica stage. stage. You know, we're each 50 feet away from each other. You know, big ass, real deal. Like if you picture in a concert in your head, you're picturing this arena and stage. You know what I mean? Wow. A dozen people kind of just like up against the fence. You know, the, the barricade, and we're just like, oh, man. Oh, this is going to stink. <laughs> and we tune up, and another few minutes go by, and we hit that bam. The first note, we turn around. There are 10,000 people just swirling in a giant, crazy fucking mosh pit. It, it was insane, dude. And we're like, where the insane. fuck did these people come from? It was fucking They were not there a minute ago. Then I found out, because it's so hot out, they're off the side of the field in the woods in the shade. I was gonna say, we'll stand out there to get a good spot. You know, they're all like, "Bitch, we live here." Oh, it, was brutal, dude. it was brutal. It was 115 it was degrees. The hottest show I've ever played. The hottest I've ever felt outside, dude. Eyes blinded by sweat the whole time. My hands were soaked like I dunked them in water the entire time. I could barely play the guitar, but it was insane, dude. But it was like one of the best fucking shows ever. I mean, maybe the best one. When I think in my head, I'm like, that was the one. Like, See, I don't think I don't think people really can grasp. Affirming, but I, okay, I did it. Like nobody I know does stuff like this. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. feeling. Yeah, I don't think people can really grasp when you're standing up on a stage and you look out and there's ten thousand human beings just fucking standing in front of you, and you're just like, oh, they're here for me. Pretty weird. Well, the whole festival. We went out at the right time, and I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. For some reason, brutal death metal is insanely popular in Southeast Asia. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. <laughs> but it's so popular. It's popular like rap is here in the states. You know what I mean? Every kid has a black T-shirt with some sort of evil monster thing on it, and a flat brim hat with an unreadable logo. And for some reason, we are like <laughs> we are like the Pope of that band of that style of music. You know, 
<laughs> finally got to see us, and they let us fucking know, dude, that they were ready. That's fucking great. Well, like you said, it was life affirming. Insane, dude. Stage diving, people coming over the barricade, people grabbing at Joe Marchese while he's trying to do vocals. Just like I was able to, I did this, you know, and like 10,000 people did that at the same time. And I was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. So, and it was a Do you guys have video like on YouTube or anything of that? Yeah, yeah there's some I, video of Indonesia. I, have the whole, um, I don't know how much is on YouTube, but I actually have the whole HD. A bunch of it in HD format from. Uh, oh, that's awesome! Derek Boyer from Suffocation was filming it on his phone and like uploaded the whole thing to his computer that night, and I have it on my laptop. Like some really sick fucking footage. Wow. It was incredible. Send us, send, send us some of that stuff. We'll get our Billy and our other producer to just like on Thursday when we're not doing anything, we'll just stream your your uh, Jakarta yeah, concert. Yeah, it's so fucking baller. If I ever get leave on a deployment, it, that's one hundred percent where I'm gonna fucking go. We get the government to fly me to Jakarta because apparently it's got fucking baller. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna I want to I want to start something that you know because we have you know obviously a, a ton of uh, veterans that watch the show. I want to see how many we can get to fucking hold up internal bleeding signs on deployment or fucking. Oh, that would be sick! You know, in front of a fucking tank and stuff like that. Hughes going Hughes going to Africa. Now I know during I know during the the first desert storm, I have a lot of pictures of guys out in the field holding up our Driven to Conquer album. Oh, wow. and, and, and and writing to me saying, "Well, this this was this was fucking you know, while we were letting off rounds, this was playing in the background <laughs> you know, while we were cruising through the desert, you know, driven to conquer is the greatest song, you know, <laughs> feeling when you're in a fucking uh, Abrams tank and you're cranking that song through all the all the speakers in everybody's head and you're doing fifty miles an hour in the desert. It's the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> so I have I got a lot of letters back then from that. So and and that that's really heartwarming, you know." That um, in some way we provide some joy to some people. Oh, you yeah. know, it's a great, great thing. No, music on, on you know, I could speak for all of us here. Music on deployment is huge, is is huge, especially when in the rare times <clears throat> that you get some downtime, or you know, when you're in you know in the tent, or you're in your shop oh, on the ship. Yeah, you have a shop. Yeah, yeah, you're in your shop on the ship, or you know, um, uh, you deployed in your shop or whatever. There's, I can say, no matter what it is, there's always some form of music that is playing. But then when That's you cool. have, when you have music like you know you guys or you know music that everyone in that shop or whatever or in that unit all likes it, it just makes it makes that that fucked up time when we're deployed go by that much quicker, and it brings a little piece of home out yeah. there in the field. So That's for you cool. guys to have service members holding your fucking albums up, that. And I, I know you. I know you're like that's really cool, but it's a huge deal. It no, really I, is. I, believe me, I, I, really I, I and I know you know. I know you know, but I'm just saying from our standpoint, those those like albums like yours and you know other musicians really truly get you through deployments. Because there's times when I deployed, and this was just before the trans. This was during the transition from CDs to digital. I remember, you know, my my mother and father. This is when you know I was 18, 19 years old. What do you want in a care package? Well, just dad, go to the store. You know, Chris, I, you know, I told you that my dad, you know, I grew up on the same thing, Black Sabbath and all that stuff. Dad, just go buy me a bunch of CDs from the, you know, the Port Jeff, Port Jeff record store down in Port, you know, down Port when it was still open. Music Den? Yeah, down in the Music Den down there. Yeah, so that's like, my, that was my dad's. I saw the sick for $2 there. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just tell him to go pick up, just grab a, just a bunch of random fucking music. 
you know, and then send it. And that's what he would do. He put care packages, and I get it with like 40 CDs in it, you know, shit he just grabbed off the rack. And I'd hand them out. You're like, I don't listen to this. Does anyone want this? But it really is. It's a big, it's a big fucking deal. I, I'm sure it is. And it's when I got the, when I got those pictures, it was a big, it was a big deal to me. What I know the other the other record store you're talking about that's actually downport, like on Main Street on the corner over there, that little building. Yeah, that is now a Kilwin's candy and ice cream shop. That's fucked up. It's almost as good as the record store. <laughs> it's, almost, <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. It's like, you know, what, I, it's uh, what was it the uh, the ice cream shop that's down there? What the hell is it? The frigate. The frigate. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I miss. Like I'm funny, dude. I smoke weed over in the parking lot of, uh, <laughs> and then I go get ice cream. That's kind of like <laughs> you sit there and watch the sunset as you get high as fuck, and then go get I, ice cream I, over I, I, over I, at the I, frigate. I mean, you might as well enjoy yourself at BMW there this summer. <laughs> so as you're as you're sm as you're smoking, do you go? I really need a vanilla cone right now. Yeah, no, they have like a peanut butter punch. <laughs> uh, butter, it's insane, dude. It's I go in there, I get the the dip cone, and a peanut butter punch, and like. <laughs> I love that you have it mapped out. You're like, this is my go-to. This is what I'm doing. Like seven minutes in my apartment. So it's it's really it's like one of those things. It's kind of cool. <laughs> fucking well, great. I, I want to say I want to say, Chris Prevelis left Chris. Thank you for continuing IB, continuing that scene, uh, even when it possibly could have died out. You continued uh, as a as a veteran. I can say just like Billy was saying, music like what you guys put out puts us in our shops and we're able to bob our head. We're able to enjoy the music and we're not listening to, you know, uh, old pop music. We're listening to what you guys are performing. So I just want to tell you, thank you for thank what you, you do for, for us as veterans and, and for our guys who are still serving. So thank you so yeah, much. Absolutely. You do, whether you realize it or not, you do make it possible for our boys and our, and our women to go overseas, do what they've got to do, and come home. You make it bearable when it's not bearable. So thank well, you very that, much. Thanks a lot. That means that I uh, kind of leaves you a little speechless when you hear that. But uh, thank you. I really, both of us, all of the all the band, we all we all appreciate that. Uh, you know, I was never in the military, but um, I can relate. Music got me through horrible times in my life. So I get it, and it's one of the reasons I play music, is because I know that it helps. It helps me personally, you know, my mental state. But I, I just over the years I've been told by numerous people how we've helped them through hard times and and things like that. And that's that that shit, you know, that shit's priceless. You can't put a price tag, you can't put a price tag on that. When you know, you know, when I'm on my deathbed in five years or whatever. Um, <laughs> Um, hopefully not, but, not uh, but when I'm on my deathbed, I can look back at, I can look back at some of that stuff and say, you know what, maybe I didn't make fucking $50 million, but I, I helped a lot of people out. You know, I'm not a social worker, but I helped a lot of people out in my own way. And I did good. You know, I did good for the world, you know, even though I'm, you did, huh? I'd like to try to think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's the, when you look yeah. at it, like metaphysically, I, I'm I, yeah, we're doing good. It's just you know maybe the lyrics don't express that we're doing good, but we help people through. I know we help people through hard times, you know, and 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 we help people through the good times too. And I think that's a that's significant. 
you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And humbling at the same yeah. time. So did you guys want to do – we were talking about it. I don't know if you want to do it now. We could plan something later. Do you guys want to do that T-shirt giveaway? Yeah, sure. Right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so how do you how how are we gonna do this, Chris? Because we were talking Hold about on. which 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 shirt is it? Let's see which shirt, shirt is it. It's a shirt and that's not on our web store. Oh come on! This is a one of one. All right, first Rich person automatically that can name three of our albums. I don't know. Who uh, cares? All right, yeah. First one. First oh, one on, in on. the Rich, chat. Rich had a really good question. What was what was your question that you posed? Uh, if they answer, they win it, Rich. Maybe our first album came out, right? Yeah, uh, what year did the first album come out? Oh, okay, that's what it is. Go that one. Forget what I said. Go on spot, go on Spotify, Google, whatever you have to find. Oh, tell them what to do. Yeah, don't well, tell them. Do whatever you have to do. Find out, <laughs> find out the uh this will determine the first album. Of the episode. No, Billy will. Oh, Billy will. Yeah, and then uh I'm before, in, before, I'm before, in, before, all right, all right. I don't really know how this is working. I'm just talking here. Oh, yeah. me neither. I just drink and talk. Comment in the comment thingy the first. The year their first album came out, Richard will cry call you, congratulating you. I'm not calling anybody. <laughs> and okay, so you guys need, one of you guys needs to take down the size. Andrew's got the shirt, so he can't answer the question. Andrew is exempt. Yeah, Andrew's yeah, exempt. Andrew's, Andrew's exempt. We appreciate you being here, but sorry, Broham. Well, I'm exempt, and I don't even have the shirt, Andrew. So there's that. Well, you know, maybe with a better attitude, you could get one. <laughs> <laughs> with a credit card, you could certainly get one. Yeah, well, yeah. So if we, we'll give it. We'll give it 20, 24 hours. The first person to, to yeah, and then and then you just in. find out who it is and send me the address and we'll ship the shirt out. To yeah, you. we'll we'll get we'll get it all taken care of. I feel like that's a lot better question than what I wanted to ask, and that's who is Chris and Chris's favorite football team. I yeah, I did that yeah, kind of research initially. That's totally true. Yeah, that's it's true for me, true but for it's him. half true for it's like, him. It's like. It's like uh, he likes the merchandise superficially more than true for me. I wear yeah, it. Just, it looks pretty when I wear it. It looks cool on stage. It's oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. it looks really cool. On stage. <laughs> well, guys, I I can't thank you enough yeah. for uh for joining us today. I, it's uh, truly an honor, and I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, yeah, we're cool as fuck, man. You guys are sick as fuck, and it's a really cool show that you guys have, and a really sick setup, man. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, you guys, yeah, you guys, you're uh, yeah promote. Before we forget, before we uh, before yeah, we promote there. the shit out of it. Unique Leader Records put out this little number, uh, 2018. Uh, this is our most recent album, Corrupting Influence, guys. If you guys out there want to pick it up in a, uh, a physical form, it's available at either IndieMerch.com or UniqueLeaderRecords.com. UniqueLeaderRecords.com. <clears throat> I would say oh, it's yeah. available at record stores. Which it is, but I don't know if you're allowed to go to record yeah, stores. Yeah, no, I've been to a few. It's probably available at uh, Looney Tunes Records if you guys are here on Long Island and you're listening. Um, so, yeah, and if you guys just want to check it out. Billy, Billy at the end, we should have them. It's on yeah. Google Play. Yeah, it's on, it's on everything. It's probably on YouTube. Some dickhead probably ripped it and put it up there. You know, and I'm not making any money off that. Uh, <laughs> so kind of how it is. Uh, We're not making any money on Spotify either. But, so. yeah, check it out, guys, if you guys haven't listened to it and you guys want to give it a shot. And like I said, on our Facebook page, we have uh, a clip from our most recent live stream of the song Falling Down from uh, the darkforces.com live stream. And uh, that's really it, man. Thank you guys for having us, dude. Yeah, we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks for being here, guys. We really yeah, appreciate we're gonna, it. We're gonna have, we'll have you guys on the sesh. We'll have a bunch of laughs. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And, you, know, you, all have to drink, you all have to drink, either drink or smoke. 
He's on a, a hobo farm. It's all campers out there. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, guys, stick around in the green room. We'll, we're going to close this out. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll chit chat for a little bit after. God bless. See you soon. Later guys. <clears throat> That was so cool. I want to. I want to fucking rich. Just geeking out. I Yo, I want to apologize real quick, real tonight. quick. I want to apologize for the fucking technical glitch I had. Yeah. Earlier, what happened was, I have, to move, I have to move this fucking stupid cord setup I have right here. I kicked loose the fucking power cord to the camera, so it froze it on that last image it had, and then I had to call my daughter in here because I'm in freakout mode. She's like. I don't know what to do. I'm like, you're 11. How do you not have your shit together? Like, <laughs> well, well, I, I want to say Rich for just killing it on the interview tonight. Like, yeah, man. it was almost like your your first, you know, your first interview. And it's like, I, I even wrote when I shared it on my Facebook. I'm like, Rich kind of put me to shame here. Did some actual research. And me, I just poured myself another drink, and that's how I start the show. Yeah, but Rich yeah. threw it in our Rich threw it in our face before the show. He's like, "Look, I took notes. Did you guys take notes?" Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "These guys little thing is going over. He took all these fucking notes. Fuck you guys. I'm ready." So, well, Rich, Rich, I, it was. But you got to understand, like, I come from this world. So yeah, I, I, I do, you, you love it. You're interested in it. And you right. you're a part of it, and it's and and a lot of people, you are, a lot of people we interview, they don't get quote unquote the same questions over and over and over. So I just want to make sure they didn't. Get that from us. Andrew, just that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, Andrew just wrote a uh, great show, gentlemen. God bless you and thank you for your service. Andrew, thank you so much. Thank you for yeah, uh, Andrew. watching the show. Please uh, share the fuck out of it for us. Yeah. Um, he was very interactive tonight. Yeah. No, it was awesome. We love having um, our viewers in here as uh, chatting it up as much as you did, Andrew. So thank you very much. But, guys, another awesome show. Um, 2021 has been pretty fucking good to us so far this year. Uh, me, uh, Hugh and I. Corrected myself. I didn't even get out me. I didn't even get out the word me. So you're 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 there learning you you're learning me, Hugh. Um, I'm learning yeah. you. Our merch should be dropping sometime within the next few months. So keep a lookout on that. Remember also, um, we do have a new website <clears throat> um, that's up. So go check out the website at libertyriskpodcast.com. You can find us uh, all our the past twelve shows are up there so far. Um, and but you also. And some highlight episodes too. And some highlight episodes. Over. Yep, and also the links to uh, all our social media and our podcasting platforms. Um, you can also uh, go in there, and if you have any questions or any um, any uh, anything you want to see for future shows, please let us know. Uh, we're always open to suggestions on how to improve, and you know, guests that you want to bring on, or if you're a possible guest or possible sponsor because those are always awesome let us know and contact us over there at libertyriskpodcast.com guys i think i pretty much covered everything rich thank you again for jumping yeah. in and being on the show with us tonight hugh you got anything or are you just gonna smile really awkwardly all right fuckers we'll see no, you next monday i'm all right yeah we'll you, know you, know about about you know how i feel about the self-promotion thing it makes me uncomfortable i let you do that i'll, I'll yeah. say goodbye and, and just drink it. just lean back and rub your left nipple and i'll be okay but uh, oh, there we go, guys. Oh, right, See you next Monday at 7.30 p.m. Take it easy.